0: No bullshit.
1: No bullshit. Oh my! Let's just start breaking news. Double no bullshit. No
0: more bullshit. No bullshit. All right, all right. What's up, Mark? Karen? Red in the car. All right. Uh, Yo. <laughs> December 4, 2020, no bullshit news hour. What do you say, Red? Share, 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 share. share
2: like, share.
0: like and share. Like and share. Uh, this week, I just got a text from a woman loves the show. Everybody out there I see at the gas stations, it's, it's amazing to me. I love you too. This is the only place where you're getting some, some news. Not commenting on the news, but what's in the news, the news as we see it. This week, what is the news? The economy, the election, and COVID. There is nothing else. And you want to know how deadly COVID is in Michigan? Mark, you want to know how deadly it is? How deadly? Yesterday, okay. yesterday... Two-thirds of the deaths, more than 100 people died of COVID who were already dead.
1: Oh, reclassifications?
0: Reclassification. So how bad was it in the spring? What did they withhold? What kind of decisions are being made about our lives? Why is the data a pile of shit? Why do they treat us like children? It's all of our all of our lives. This uh this segment here, I'm 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 very happy. Uh we have my favorite thistle ass. <laughs> Mark Blythe. Mark is the uh, William R. Rhodes Professor of International Economics at Brown University. He's the co-author of a new book, Angrynomics. Does that sound familiar to you out there? Are you angry? I am. Everyone is. Everybody's <laughs> angry. Yeah. Right. Man and, hell. And scared. See that? Look at that. It's 100%. The book's right on time. Uh, you can also see Mark of several... Uh, here, I'm on several podcast, and he's viewed by millions on YouTube. He gives lectures on YouTube. Wow. They're awesome. Here's a guy that understands the macro look at the world at a micro level. He's regular. Happy to have him on. But first, let me just tell you about our friends at the Hall Financial. Rates are still at all-time lows. If your current mortgage is about 3.5, you're screwing yourself. Get busy. Right? Loosen up some cash. You could be saving money. Most of 70% of all loans don't require an appraisal. Okay? So believe it or not, closing times have sped up. Right now, the majority of loans at Hall Financial are closing in 10 business days. Just go to their website and click on Hall Financial link to get started. DavidHallMortgage.com It's DavidHallMortgage.com or call 248-308-5000 I'm tired of telling you. Tack that to your refrigerator. DavidHallMortgage.com 248-308-5000 that's who does our financial business down here.
1: Very simple.
0: Yes, very. Hall uh, financial, lower payments, better options, more personal attention. MMLS 1467435. Professor, Professor Blythe, how are you, sir?
3: I'm good. But the rule, as you know, is you call me Mark or Thistleass.
0: Thistleass. Thistleass.
3: <laughs> Can you I'm expl- can you I'm ex- fine with either. Can you explain to
0: the listenership, because we like to educate, what is a Thistleass?
3: The national flower of my home country of Scotland is, of course, the thistle, and we are a huge pain in the ass. <laughs> Hence, thistle-ars.
0: right, hey, thistle listen here. Uh, I wanted to get you out. First of all, you you talk economics in regular people language. You're, you're a fun guy and an interesting guy and a, and a human being from the working class. I wanted to have you on desperately before Christmas because... Our bank accounts are dried up. There's no help on the horizon from Washington as we're speaking this morning. We, we need more stimulus. Um, and I wanted you to talk about w- what, what the short term, the midterm, and the long term looks like. But as after I called you, I realized you have a new book out that you didn't tell me. It's called Angrynomics. I just got it. I just began it. Can you explain, please, to the vast audience— very important audience, the no bullshit news hour audience, what angry economics is.
3: Angry economics is what happens when you live in a world where the economy doesn't work for the number majority of people who make up that economy, when basically it all goes to the top, when you know that you're working harder, you're working longer hours, you've got less benefits, less protection. Every time you sign a new contract, it's worse. Somebody's making a fortune. You don't know who it is, but it isn't anyone you know. How about that? Wow
0: right so it but it, but it, it does work
3: for some oh yeah of course it works for some think about this back in the day 30 years ago corporations paid about 10 percent of the total tax take in the united states you know how much they pay now no Not three three percent yeah so basically seven percent of the total tax take has disappeared now where do you think that's going to go either you and i are going to pay a shit ton more taxes than we do we've got our friend in the car there with cigarettes how much did they cost 30 years ago a buck uh-huh. is just tax. A buck? yeah, Yeah, you got $1. it. $1.25. Right? right, exactly. Not anymore. Nearly 10 bucks for a pack, right? So yep. all that tax deficit is going to be shoved onto somebody else's shoulders, or you're on a big government deficit, which is what we've been doing. Whenever the Republicans are in power, the deficit is the most terrifying thing in the world. It causes cancer. It's going to destroy the universe. It's the most powerful force of nature. When they get in, they spend like drunken sailors and don't give a shit. So now that they're out of power, they're going to come back in and say, oh, my God, look at that debt. Look at that deficit. It's terrible. We're all going to die. We have to cut, cut, cut. And what that means is people who have got assets, who have made out well over the past 20 years, the ones with stocks, shares, bonds, all the rest of it, the ones that are protected by the Fed every time there's a crisis, they're going to be fine. They never feel the cuts. You know when they say we all need to tighten our belts? We ain't all wearing the same trousers. And the people who've got the least going on in the trouser departments are the ones that are about to get reached into the trousers once again, because that's who bears all the cuts.
0: So how does this how does this play out with we, the average people like what's it what's it doing? How, how does this. Create tribalism in our politics,
3: because there's two things going on, we talk about in the book, we talk about anger as kind of a legitimate grievance. You have been left behind. Yeah, you have your company decided to leave. They didn't go to China immediately. First of all, they went to uh, Texas, right to Worst State, to get away from the unions. And then they went from Texas to Mexico. And then they went from Mexico to China. All the time their costs are going down, down, down. The volume's going up and up. Their profits are going up and up. And they don't need you anymore. You have literally been left behind, right? So that's a legitimate grievance. What have the Democrats done about that over the 20 years that they were in charge of it? Nothing. They made it worse, right? So there's one side of it. The other side is you get a character like Trump. Trump walks into Wisconsin in 2016, hears that, recognizes it, says to everyone, yeah, you have been screwed, haven't you? It's China that's screwing you. Oh, my God, somebody recognizes this at last. Mm. May or may not be China. May be bigger than but recognizes that. Then turns around, goes down to Arizona and says, look at all those rapists. Look at all those murderers. And he draws a whole different line in tribal politics in the sand where it's us versus them and there's no compromise. You put those two things together, you can build a very powerful coalition of anger. And that's what's been happening right across the world.
1: And, and that kind of leads to, I, I would assume, nationalism because you have this globalization. It, so is globalization reducing prices, um, making a world economy? Does that, I mean, that leads to a lot of anger. There's a lot of anti-globalization out there. Is that a bad thing or is that a good thing?
3: It's, it's, it, put it this way, it's a real thing, whether you evaluate it or not, right? If you walk into Walmart, Stuff is cheap as shit, right? I mean, yeah. it's unbelievably cheap. Well, it needs to be because your wages have collapsed.
0: Yeah, so, you know, I told my brother once. He goes, "Man, it's cheap at, at Walmart." And I go, "Yeah, and you better, you better stuff your, your attic full of stuff because you're not going to be able to afford it in 20 years." And yeah, now- so
3: well, I got one. I got one little chart that I can use to summarize everything. I got a couple of weeks ago. You look at blue collar wages in the United States. They are, if you adjust for inflation, they are less than where they were in 1973. Say it again, brother. Say it. Say it. Say that. Blue collar wages, less than they were in 1973 in real terms of the purchasing power they've got.
0: And is this so hard? So let's, we, we talked about the right. Let's look at the left. They're going berserk. And I don't like what's going on there either. What do you, how do you explain Antifa, Black Lives Matter, uh, tearing up, uh, looting, all of this? You know what I'm saying?
3: Yeah, I know what you're saying. I think it's like hugely exaggerated, okay. to be perfectly honest. Okay. I don't know. I've never met an Antifa and I live at Brown. Holy shit, if they're not here, I don't know where the hell they are. <laughs> oh, I've met many, so I don't mean it. I, I, guess, I think like, this is like a moral panic. This is like when everybody's afraid that everybody's going to kidnap everybody else's kids and they're all going to be no, done. No, I guess, let me let me rephrase it so we don't go off on it.
0: There's, there's a hard left blue collar element to this as well, who've been left behind and they're angry at the oligarchs. And the way, if you look at like Black Lives Matter, yeah, there's a racial component to it, but is there not an economic component to Black life in America?
3: Of course, there is. I mean, Christ, my favorite statistic on this one, right? You can go online and get this. Go to the Boston Federal Reserve's website. There's a study from 2017 where they compare the net family wealth of white families in Boston and black families in Boston. Now, think about this one, right? The net white family in Boston average wealth. It's two hundred sixty-seven or $250,000 in 2017. That's a lot of cash. That's a lot of plus, right? All of your debts are gone, and you've got that extra. Why? What's, what's left you know, over, that stuff. means what
0: you're saying, what you're saying is what you own and what you owe, subtract what that, you, and that's what
3: your what wealth. You, you net it out, right? Okay. And what you've got there is you've got a city where you got Tom Brady used to live with Giselle Bunchen. So guess what? When you put people like that in the pot and you call them white people, the number gets huge you take out the top 10% that number would collapse here's the one for black families i'm going to give you this one i ask, ask you to guess this charlie so white families average net worth is 257 267000 what do you think it is for boston's black families in 2017
0: boss okay let me let me think cuz i take pride in this I, nationally i can't remember i'd say well that number was like 1800 playing them nationally boston's a little bit richer uh
3: $10,000. Eight bucks. What? What?
0: Eight bucks. The average. Bucks. The, the, the average family. Eight the,
3: bucks. Eight bucks. Eight bucks. Now, you think bucks. about the fact that back in the 30s when they were building the New Deal and Social Security, all African-Americans are excluded. You think about the fact that you have the big boom in the 50s and 60s and 70s. They weren't allowed into half the unions. They weren't involved in the big march, the, the, the northern industrialization thing. They didn't get the wages and benefits. You then get into the 70s and the collapse of the cities, right? You've got families that have been unable to build wealth for several generations, then put the whole racial incarceration of the war on drugs on top of that. And you've got people who just simply cannot build wealth. All they have is debt. And if they're lucky enough to own their own house, they own a house that's in a red-lined area, so they can't get a, a goddamn loan on it to start a business. So, yeah, there's a huge economic component on this one.
4: Keep but shaking. two things. This, this is how this country was structured, and it was structured to maintain itself. For as much uh, as we hear about you know, the research, the outcomes, nothing ever changes. So we know these things, but what difference does it make?
3: I think there's a difference between knowing and having people, having people weaponized by it. And that's what I, what's, what's happened in the summer, is basically people said, enough. You know, we're not going to ignore this any longer. This is not going away. This is basically a community that's mobilized in a way that hasn't been mobilized from the 60s. And let's remember what was achieved in the 60s, right? We actually got a substantive dent into Jim Crow politics in the South, we actually did manage to change a few things. And I think that, like, you know, we're on the same path this time around because this is not going away. It's an abomination. A country like this that I moved to 30 years ago that prides itself on, basically, opportunity, d- systematically denies it to 12% of its population. That's just bullshit. It is just bullshit. And we cannot look at ourselves in the mirror in the 21st century, talk crap about China and everybody else in the world when we do that to ourselves.
0: Do you have a second part, Karen? Now, I'm okay. thinking. Go ahead. Okay, so so
3: <laughs> here's
0: what I try to do because, you know, like my black brothers and sisters, my white brothers and sisters, my brown brothers and sisters, my red brothers and sisters, we're all kind of in the same boat. Yeah. And, it's and, class. And, and and we're we're being we're either dividing ourselves or somebody's manipulating. I'll look at it like like why do we also not like the media? Tell me what you think of this. When white people go to the state capital of Michigan, Lansing, to protest the fact that they're hungry, they're locked down, it doesn't seem fair, the checks haven't arrived, all the media gives me is the six knuckleheads with the long arms. bored Okay. Two, two, when black people are trying to tell you we're feeling the same thing, all we get is guys throwing uh, garbage cans through windows and taking sneakers when the vast majority of us
3: don't have it. Absolutely. There's a complete, what, what would we call this, uh, a selective view? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because they know who their base is. They're no different from politicians. They're pandering to their base and they're playing to the base. Ask, me that, ask yourself the next question. Who is the media base in the African-American community? There isn't one. There is no network, not even BET, that depends upon them. So they're simply there to be abused. They're simply cannon fodder for the reports. Nobody's going to turn around on turn around on the Hamptons and do some serious bullshit about them because that's where the money is. I
0: tell you, there's no doubt that's that's true. I guess I'd like to tell the audience, you know, you can either be part of that elite or you can be part of the people. And I was in there. I saw them, and I I, I fight with them. I don't. I, I like them. They're fun to drink with. But in the end, I'm with you, and it it, it costs a lot. Mark, cause there's good money to be made as at a puppy dog at the big boy's table. You think you're sitting there with him, but you're just waiting for a scrap. And it's obvious. It's obvious what's going on in the world. This isn't just America,
3: is it? No, it's the whole it's exactly the whole world. You got people complaining about the same stuff in Chile. You got people talking about it in Israel. The only time Israel's is ever mentioned here is because of the Arab conflict, is because of Trump's relationship with Netanyahu. There's been a huge middle-class and working-class revolt going on there for almost a decade now about the cost of living, the lack of affordable housing, and the breakdown of the welfare state. Sound familiar? Same shit, different smell everywhere.
1: So who should we be angry at, and where do people turn
3: their anger? The first thing to do is recognize when you're being manipulated. This is not about immigration. This is not about divide-and-conquer politics and of ourselves. Wrapping yourself in the flag ain't going to pay for the next meal. That's just a divergent to keep things as they are. But isn't that human nature to kind of uh, find people like yourself and bear down and fight? Yeah, but look at the way that we've done it. We weaponize this, weaponize this with digital media. We have Facebook. We have a world in which you get a dopamine burst every time somebody agrees with you, and you feel pain when somebody disagrees with you. But it's and really... we've rolled out across our communities and we wonder why we can't talk to each other anymore. And
0: and we also (laughs) can't give, give credit when, when, when ideas work or are good on the, like if you want to, I've, I've crossed the border. I've, I've been with the Sinaloa cartel. I covered the border for the New York times and for Fox, the wall doesn't work, but what did work, what, what Trump did effectively was create a partnership with the Mexican government to get things in order on your side. That's smart.
3: I'm going to give him the credit.
0: Why my favorite—you'll
3: know this. You'll know this from covering the border. My favorite one for that is—it's the same families that operate the border posts on either side of the border towns, hmm. right? I mean, it's completely porous. It's like me and my cousin Dave. We're the border. <laughs> I mean, come on, seriously, Dave? You mean David? David? That's- or <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fucking thistle <laughs> ass, man.
0: Okay. Uh- so, Mark, I want to ask you this. I, I know you've got a little COVID situation in your household, and I could talk to you for hours. Um, there's no money. There's no stimulus. Christmas is coming. What's it look like in the short term? What's, what's your prediction of, of life in America? And in the long term, I th- uh, are we going to start seeing property defaults and derivatives based off of real estate? Are we going to see a cascade coming?
3: No, because the Democrats are back in charge, and they basically will play along with the Fed, and the Fed has gone, whew, and that means that they can keep propping up markets for the 20% who have 80% of everything. So that's going to continue. That's fine. Here's two two things that I read last week, and they're simultaneously true, right? Guy in London who does economic research sends me this data and this graph, and it basically says there's going to be a huge boom in America because the savings rate is higher than it's been for 30 years because people have saved all this money from COVID. So I got the data and broke it down and went, that's only true above the 50th percentile. You actually need to have money in order to save from it. If you don't have money, which is half of America, then you're in the shitter and this is meaningless. And he wrote back to me and said, yeah, but if they've no money, they don't spend anyway. So they don't matter. Wow. The people who don't matter are the ones who were going to feel it because they're the ones who always feel it. Now, there is a possibility you will get some kind of, and I hate calling it stimulus, it's insurance money. This is what it is. It's basically insurance to stop it getting worse. There'll be some kind of insurance payment out of Congress. It will happen before Christmas, I'm pretty sure of that, because it's in everybody's interest to do it. And Now that the, the Republicans basically are less afraid of mango unchanged, then uh, they're <laughs> able to back away from it. So, you know, you might get something there. But essentially, it's the people who don't matter the pair of the brunt. It always is. They don't have any savings to fall back on. They haven't accumulated any But so what savings. do you
4: tell the, 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 the people that don't think they matter or the people on the lower end of the socioeconomic continuum? When they hear this, what do you tell them? Like... What do you say to them no, to 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 not make them feel less important or a, less relevant in this right equation? Karen, he's a professor
0: at an Ivy League university. He doesn't talk to regular people.
4: <laughs> oh, that's bullshit.
3: How dare you? You don't I'm right here. He's still, to he's still Scottish. I don't know, know who my fishing buddies are for a start. <laughs> so anyway, uh, what do you do? What you do is you basically you call out the fact that they are being called that. You point out to them that you know there's a whole bunch of people who think that you don't matter. They don't treat you as your fellow citizen. They don't regard you as their equal. They think that you're some kind of social problem to be managed, to be nudged into better behavior. They don't see you as an equal. And the first thing they should do is demand that equality. Demand the rights as a citizen and not shrink away from it and stop voting for the same parties. that let you down time and time and time again, get in there and change them and stop falling for the bullshit.
0: Nicely said. Let's, let's, let's let's recap one half uh, this country, one out of two people, person right next to you, basically doesn't have anything. Nothing in the bank. Eight dollars. Yep. I got eight fucking dollars. That's me. That's, That's me. Th- that is red. That's red. I got eight dollars. Okay. The, the long term helps not coming for the ultra wealthy who own the big financial instruments, etc. The, the the Federal Reserve, the national the national bank is going to buy that debt up to make sure that the very wealthy don't collapse.
3: Or at least they will promise they will do it, which does the same thing. You don't sell your insurance policy unless you think the company's bust. So, so long as they're backing up the company, you don't need to sell it. It's all a big Jedi trick.
0: Well, this doesn't bode well. So, uh, you know, we're going to move on, let you go, let you do the summation. But uh, stay tuned, folks, because the next point I want to make is – what? how are we focused in our COVID response in terms of the best way to keep you working and employed and eating and protecting the vulnerable? Are we actually doing it? We got to look not only at data, but at what's going on on the ground. And that's where the governor loses me. Washington lost me a long time ago. I don't see it. So Mark, Merry Christmas. Give us, Give us the one thought we should think about As we go through this holiday season?
3: Things will get better because at the end of the day there's going to be an end to COVID. And things will get better. Now, we can make them a lot better. We can demand that we things get a lot better, or we can just accept things the way that they've been before. I don't think that's tenable. And I think that everything that's gone on, from the revelation that you can spend twenty percent of the country's wealth to prop up COVID and turns out there's no inflation, nobody's freaking out, the country isn't going bankrupt. Think about what you could do if that was investment in jobs and retraining and infrastructure mm-hmm. and all the stuff people keep talking about, but never delivering. Mm-hmm. How about we hold their feet to the fire and actually make them do that instead of just backing up to everything's fine, we're good, and we'll move on. Yeah. Let's make tomorrow better. Amen.
0: Amen, man. I, listen, th- thank you so much. Merry Christmas to you. And, uh, hey, did you like the Kony kit?
3: I did. I like the Kony kit, but it's the wrong time of year, so hold mine in reserve to the summer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Spoken like a fucking
3: economist. I'm not sending you one. I just was asking. We can't afford to give you a free one. I'm, a Scottish. I'm Scottish asshole. I'll take everything for free. They
0: shut the goddamn Coney down, bro. It's takeout only. I mean, I was hoping you'd buy one, you know. That's just a trick to get you to buy one. <laughs>
3: No, never ask a Scotsman to buy what's potentially free because <laughs> your buddy's buying it. Beautiful. Well, all right, Mark, thanks, man. Mark.
4: A lot of our Facebook uh, viewers are saying they could listen to you forever. They love not only the content but your your accent as well. So I just wanted to let you know that they they do appreciate it. And again, people are asking the name of the book.
3: It's Angrynomics. Angrynomics, one word. And if you want tons of me, there's tons of me all over <laughs> all over YouTube. Not all over Facebook, but all over YouTube. Yeah, so. and you're on Twitter as well and I'm on Twitter at MKBlythe.
0: And uh Luke Nowacki, a good friend of mine, a sponsor of the program. Uh you know, he's a he's a financial manager, wealth mm-hmm. specialist. Loves you. He binges you. Like yeah, Mark is it, it's economics for the people, but the guys you're going to win a Nobel Prize, I'm telling you.
3: No, you don't get a Nobel Prize for working for the people. You know that. Yeah, I do.
2: Wow. And somebody broke his hell. I feel very encouraged after <laughs> listening to you today. <laughs> good.
0: All right, thanks Mark. Talk Mark. Thank Be you. Smart. Happy holidays. You Thanks. Bye-bye Okay, so bef- look, up next here is Troy Red. He wrote a little holiday poem and uh, wants to tell you how guys like him who's sitting in a COVID Uber car... Owning eight dollars in the world. Stop doing that. He's there. He's getting his papers. Relax. <laughs> listen to Red. Look at him. Jeez, he's rolling a joint. He's <laughs> Charlie, he's getting ready.
4: Got I know.
0: Six- right. No, what he was hey, doing, man. he was rolling his joint out of fucking uh, newspaper. Yeah, that's his poem. That's, that's how broke it is. That's some
1: third
2: world shit right there.
1: Newspaper <laughs> joint. That ink'll help uh, make him a little more potent.
2: Um, no, I was actually smoking it out the side of a Coke can. <laughs> oh, portable bong.
0: That's 10 cents, man. But if, hey, look, look.
1: Uh, I'll
2: our, turn it in after I'm done. Hey, Res, <laughs> shut up.
0: Let me just get this done. Our good friends at American Coney Island. Roll that tape here. It, it closed, it, 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 it's, it's closed down pretty much. Take out. Go through, support them. I don't even know what the hours are. Everybody in the business dying on the vine. But look here. You don't want to go out. COVID's raging. Look what we're doing there. For you, those of you listening, we got videotape rolling. These are the Coney kids. This is Coney Central. Look at that. A dozen dogs. Proprietary chili. Pack it. Look at this little duff right there packing it up.
5: <laughs> right?
0: Dry ice. Plenty of dry ice. With Conny, a mask on. With a, oh, yeah, with a mask on. My hands are all, you know, what do you call that? What's that stuff you put out of it? A dogs. Fried Terry chili. We got that right there. He's doing your read for no. you, that guy. What's in this chili? What's in the chili? Let's find out what's in the chili. Is that, that you, Charlie? Salt, paprika, yes. paprika, garlic, onion, soybean oil, of paprika.
3: All right, now thank you. Know you.
0: Listen, get them to your house. They're delicious. They get there. They're fresh. Look at the nice, yummy buns. Here come the Vidalia onions. AmericanConeyIsland.com. See that right there? Packed with love and care. I'm going to make sure it gets to you. Please support a Detroit institution. Not everybody. What percentage of the restaurants are going to go down? It's a, it's a tough question. It's a, lot. Yeah. it's a lot. And that's where we, the regular people, work. Ugh. And I want you to see this here, right? I like doing regular work. I try to do it all a little brain work, a little, you know, what I mean, not too proud. I'm going to pay for myself, get my, my family health care, great company. There it goes.
1: That's a ton of kits, man. That's
0: great. Yeah, dude. That's a lot. Support them. Support them. Detroit Red. Hey, Red, what's up, baby? What up, though? You're, you're, you, you must be hurting, too, man, because you're an Uber uh, driver.
2: I, oh, yeah. Um, hurting like hell. Shit, I'm wasting gas to get take people around the corner to the store. They ain't got nowhere else to go.
5: Mm. So
1: hey,
2: what's, what's yeah, your, it's, it's, it's not banging out here right now.
1: What's your Uber rating?
2: Uh, f- five stars. All right, good. I'm the best. I'm the best. All I'm right. The best. All right hey, well, I only make you tuck and roll if you talk shit.
0: <laughs> hey, Red, if you want to give your phone number out and people can just call you as a cab, you can get right around Uber if you yeah, want to do
2: that. Even better. Yeah, no, no. I, I, I'll do it through the app. People tend to be a little off these days, so exactly. let's do it through a credit card. We can <laughs> do some background checks and shit. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm tight. <laughs>
0: So with, with nothing to do, you're sitting in your car scribbling poetry, because what do you got, Ray? Go what, on.
2: Go on. What, what, what it was is, you know, I, I was sitting and watching the Christmas special the other night, and I got a little nostalgic. Stuff ain't looking normal like it used to. So I was going to write a letter to Santa Claus. But along that, you know, writing it, I kind of didn't feel that. So I decided to write a poem, a Christmas poem, and to our governor. Oh,
0: oh okay. Oh, good. Nothing like a little politics okay. for the holidays.
2: Yeah, this is uh, The Gretch That Stole Christmas <laughs> by Comedian Detroit Red. Two weeks before Christmas, Michiganders wait to see what a big Gretsch Christmas will turn out to be. Seeing as Thanksgiving has already been taken away with gatherings, bar closes, and public lockdowns in play. I'm not blaming Corona on Gret. you see. It's all these closings from lockdown restrictions that's hurting families in their pocket that's got me. Because I think bitch Gret, Big Gret forgot that no one lives for free. And now... There might not even be a damn Christmas tree. I may sound mad while reading this. You got it all wrong because I'm goddamn pissed. <laughs> because of Corona, Big Gretchen, her crew, no job, no money. This Christmas, I don't know what to do. Well, I've sat here griped long enough. I know it's been a year for many. Everybody has been rough. Hoping and praying they'll have enough. Big Gretch, you're not totally to blame, but your corona management is fucking lame. (laughs) I'm finished. I'm done. No way to make Christmas dough. Only left with one thing to do. Hit the corner and become a Christmas hoe. Because of Gretch, I am fucking po. All right, a great soul Christmas by comedian Detroit Red.
4: Deuces. Parts I didn't want to. That was wanna... classic. That's that is a classic. <laughs>
1: There's parts I didn't want to laugh at, but this is like it was, N- it was sad and funny. This
0: is NPR.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had an economist on. Yeah, no, we had an and economist no, on. No, and and the we, fucking oh boy,
0: David really... Sedaris over here. <laughs> The ghost of Christmas wow. is the two-bit NPR, <laughs> but a hell of a lot more fun. Red, Red, I want to miss, wish you yes. Merry Christmas, brother.
2: Uh, thank you. Merry Christmas to everybody. Hey, look, y'all, it, it's tight out here, so you gonna have to get your hustle caps on. <laughs> Got any suggestions?
1: How? Yeah, what do you suggest?
2: Well, I, I comprise a small list. Of hustles, because everybody don't have schools, you oh. know, skills and everything. Oh, he's got an extra so, bit
0: here. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, well, I And it.
2: NPR another wouldn't, paper. but we will. Yeah, go ahead. List the side hustles. <laughs> You've got the good old faithful. You can sell some ass. <laughs> um, but social media is not hard to do. Low management, and you can be your own pimp. <laughs> Work your own hours, be your own boss. I mean, that's... One thing to do. Uh, Then you always got sell some drugs. Now, (laughs) kids, I don't condone drug use, but hell, somebody got to sell them for somebody to buy. (laughs) So why not go ahead and make your Christmas tree and holiday look nice? Um, Then you could also sell all the crappy gifts you've ever gotten (laughs) from people in your family online. They normally don't be on eBay, so you can sell them there. Or Craigslist It's not as famous as uh, Facebook Garage.
0: So it's like regifting. gifting
2: Yeah. Yeah. Re- no, well, it's no, you're, you're see- reselling. Yeah, so it's more it like bomb. gift boosting. Right. <laughs> okay. Then here go one that'll help out the city of Detroit, as well as put a little extra cash in your pocket. Okay. You can go. Cut down all the wood in the abandoned lots and fields in Detroit, and bundle it up and sell it for firewood. <laughs> That's outside
1: the box. I like that one. That's not bad. Yeah, uh, just make hey, sure it doesn't hey. have creosote. It's a little more. Work. Well, make,
4: make sure it's not on Hans farms. They look like abandoned lots, but they're supposed to be tree. To be. <laughs> well, the east side actually, reference. I
2: to suggest go
4: there first.
2: That it right? makes it a lot easier to get the trees a lot quicker. Plus on top of that They ain't even trees They just tall ass bushes They've been growing for 10 years And they're tall ass bushes That's the sorriest fucking forest of trees I've ever seen
4: This is true They don't seem to have ever grown <laughs> Just stick them in it's the It's a land grab Charlie You know that But go ahead Go ahead Rick And
2: last but not least a old time hustle. You can risk giving all your neighbors and friends Corona by selling pork chop dinners out your back door. (laughs) And that was my list of side hustles to make it through the Christmas Corona season.
0: And thank you for that comedian Detroit red.
2: Thanks red. Oh man.
0: (laughs) I try my best. Red was brought to you by Luke Nowaki, who wants to remind you that overreaction is not a strategy. Luke was supposed to be calling in. He, uh, I always had trouble with Luke. Uh, trying... Markets are open. He's a busy guy. I know that's the thing, but <laughs> but he started wanking out like just like uh, on the election returns. Oh, really? He, he bombarded me with all kinds of stuff from uh, Pennsylvania. But that's what I
1: like about him. He'll ask questions.
0: Uh, you know what? I'm being dead serious. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and um, and that's the thing that <laughs> this next piece it was he called me up and we're both a little depressed. Mm-hmm. We're men of action. We like being out there. We like people. So there was a chance for he and I, and we ran COVID data. I know folks, I was done with the nursing homes. That was in wave one. I got some outrageous news for you, but I want to you remember, never, never guess, never guess, never gamble. Get a strategy. Red, take that eight bucks of yours and invest it wisely. Turn that thing into 825, bro. You also <laughs> Let forget. me guess.
2: Yeah. With Luke Wacky.
0: Yeah. That's right. What other hustle is, Whatever you get in an Uber, always check the seat cushions. Could be some change
1: <laughs> Unless you're in uh, Red's Uber, let him check them after the route.
0: Use both sides of the Charmin and maybe shake oh, the bed God. crumbs into the meatloaf <laughs> for a filler. You might want to try that. That's what we used to do.
1: Both sides of the Charmin, huh?
0: Luke Nowacki, my good friend at Pinnacle Well, 248-663-4748 for rational financial <laughs> advice. You heard it from Mark Blythe. Now, take that knowledge and find somebody that gives a shit about you. Okay? My mom works with Luke. So, get advice, get a strategy. Luke Nowacki at Pinnaclewell, 248-663-4748. Hit it.
3: Securities and investment advisory services offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc. Remember, in A. Davis is working on the new one. And other entities and or marketing games, products or services referenced here are independent of Royal Alliance Associates, Inc.
1: Yes, sir. So what kind of questions did he have for you about the election?
0: I, did, I didn't bother. Oh, okay. I'm to be honest, Luke. Stop sending me stuff from <laughs> Pennsylvania. I'm in Michigan. I only talk oh, about I what I know. I got gotcha. you. I don't talk about Dominion. I don't talk about software. I talk about Cobo Hall and what went down. We'll get to that in a minute because mm-hmm. we all know what's her name. Melissa Carone. <laughs> This week's star. Uh, the whistle drinker? Is that what they're calling her on? They are calling her that, yeah. The star of the <laughs> Rudy Giuliani happy. testimony in front of the state legislature. <laughs> yep. She and I went back and forth a couple weeks I ago. I
1: cannot and- wait to hear it. On, on, on Twitter. But. You haven't told me. I, w- I didn't want to hear it until you did the show.
0: But before that, let me just quickly tell you what's going on with COVID and the reaction and and the restaurants and I don't understand the data folks. I'm a middle of the road guy. Some stuff you like that. I say, if it fits what you want and sometimes you hate it because it doesn't fit what you want, but I'm always going to tell you the facts. Here are the facts. You know how you get drowned Karen with the COVID data every day and it's meaningless. It's absolutely meaningless. Look, the overwhelming majority of deaths right now are coming from nursing homes and long-term care facilities, period, full stop. uh, Luke and I ran the data. I'm just going to do this for you, folks. I'm going to. It might be a little bit boring, but I want you to know where it comes from. So we went like this. We went from last Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Last Monday and uh, Sunday, there were 65 total deaths. On Tuesday, there were 145 deaths, but 51 of those deaths were from vital record searches, meaning they happened sometime in the past, Mm -hmm. right, from COVID. Remember, we were all bitching, hey, you're undercounting the deaths in the nursing home. Yeah. And the governor's taking credit that we have less deaths than other states. It's because we weren't counting. So that means there was 94 new deaths, not 145. Then there were 73 all new deaths. Then there were 172 deaths and 108 of those were old deaths. Mm -hmm. So people that are dead are dying of COVID and they're counting it and not really doing the math. And then finally on Saturday, we had 103 deaths and 70 were from those vital records. Long story short, there were 329 new deaths and at least 204 of those came from the nursing homes and the homes for the aged and the adult foster cares. That's over 60%. It's probably near 70. And nationally, the Kaiser foundation estimates it to be 45% for long-term care facilities. Why are we so bad? Why are we shutting down business? Here's the thing about COVID in the end. What are we worried about death? Think about it. It's not cases. It's death. We're scared of death. Where are they dying in these homes? Why have we done nothing? Nothing
4: in terms of the, the, the record review, what, you know, what is not happening at the first determination of death? And what is it when they go back? I'm, I'm trying to figure this out. Like what makes them go back? Is there just a closer evaluation? Is there, I'm lost between that. There's a disconnect there well, for me. Well, it's uh, there shouldn't be. Don't ask me. I'm just, you mean why,
0: what you're saying is why are they actually going back and even looking? Cause the yeah. government, because the federal government's requiring it. Not that we did it. You'll remember right. from this program, we weren't even counting the deaths. In the nursing homes, remember? Yeah, that's we, what I'm saying. We so, weren't even we weren't even keeping track of what was going on in adult foster care. Pennsylvania so like was.
2: Somebody making up numbers to me.
0: Well, you know, yes, and we now got to make together all of us, all of us, public policy. What's best for all of us? Like Blythe was saying, you know, there's the shift for the elites, and then there's shift for us. Notice how the government's not laid off. Notice that?
1: Well, that's that's the amazing thing is I don't think people really cared about these facilities before COVID, and so it's a little hard to make them care now.
4: And we'll get so to that. What happened to the to the to the uh, to the salary cuts that were supposed to have taken place at the city and the state level? Uh, were they ever, Were they ever implemented? Did they expire? I, 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 I drop
1: in there. the bucket.
0: Be, before we did, yeah, the, you, you should have talked to me before the show so we'd have an answer for that. But if we we do that, then we're going to lose track of this. Let me do this real (laughs) quick. Okay. Let's let's do before the restaurant shut down, right? Mm -hmm. The week leading up to November 25th, it's now December 4th. Okay. The outbreaks. Okay. The ongoing outbreaks, the clusters of people, that's two or more that are unrelated. So me and you. Right? This would be an outbreak. We if, both get if you it. You got
1: that, me and someone else. That's an
0: is, outbreak. Yeah. Two people, that's an outbreak. But they don't tell you how many people.
1: I'm, I was always surprised by that, yeah. For
0: outbreak. Per outbreak. They, they give you yep. incidents of outbreak. So Partic- let's say. Particularly
1: this. in the schools, both high school and college.
0: That they do. Okay. They do it now for the nursing homes and all the long term care facilities and the schools and colleges. W- what do you got? But you got to dig it up. Okay. So there was basically a 1,000 cases statewide. Outbreaks. Yes. Okay. Outbreaks. 41 were at four. Let's just round. It. 40 were in the bars and 40 were in the universities and colleges. So the same, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So how many in the bars? Two? Four? A thousand? Do we know? They don't tell well, us. it's
1: not going to be a thousand, but yeah. It's not going
0: to be a thousand. Yeah. Okay. There was a, at Michigan State, there was one cluster, just one. Guess how many people were in that cluster? Boy, I have no no idea. 2,086. (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay? One-third of all the clusters, of all the clusters, are in the old folks' homes. Yeah. But how many people is that? That's about 1,300 people. So, one-third of the outbreaks, like 329 out of 1,000. Mm -hmm. That's one-third. But only 4% of actual people Caught it there, and that's where they're all dying. Do you, is, you follow me, Karen and Red? Yeah, we're
4: following. Me. I so, got you.
0: So why are you treating us like children? Why is it? Why do I got to dig through this of those cases, uh, vital record searches? What was their age? What was their race? What was the date of their death? And where did they live? Why can't we have? I asked for that. I can't get that. This is some state secret.
1: Do they give numbers for private gathering outbreaks, like just parties at a yeah, house? they do that. They, they do do that? They, okay. do,
0: they do that. They do it for, for jails and prisons.
1: Yeah, well, well, yeah.
0: Okay, so you have an outbreak. It's the like, St. Louis Correctional yeah. Facility. How many people is that? Yeah. Okay, here's what, I, here's what I got last night, folks. This is an ER nurse, I know. Okay? I'm not going to tell you where, because for obvious reasons, people are bitter, and they're looking to hurt each other, anybody telling truth. Hear me, all of us, left, right, middle, black, white, male, feel, together, here, this is truth. This is a friend of mine. This is truth. This past weekend at the hospital, we noticed an interesting pattern. Residents from a certain nursing home were rolling in from EMS, one after the other, all afternoon and into the evening on Saturday. They were all COVID positive positive. But asymptomatic, so no symptoms. Me and my coworkers were asking if they had any breathing difficulty, chest pain, stomach pain, et cetera, to which they all said no and their vitals were normal. (coughs) The attending ER doctor assessed them, and when they weren't in any imminent danger, they were discharged uh, back to the nursing home to quarantine there. Well, the registered nurse called the nursing home to let them know the patient was coming back, and they refused to take them back due to COVID. The RN told them they had to, and they, the nursing home staff said they were well within their rights. It was then figured out they were testing all residents, and whoever was positive, they uh, intended to just dump them at the hospital and wash their hands clean of them permanently. When I called and spoke to Adult Protective Services, they told me they would start a report, but the nursing homes were allowed to reject taking a patient back if they had COVID. So that's a fun little quirk in the law. I guess uh, the powers that be at the hospital are handling it, and it has moved up the chain from Adult Protective Services to the feds because Adult Protective Services has no authorities in the nursing homes.
1: (laughs) They don't? None? They don't have authority at all?
2: Well, ain't that what Adult Protective Services is really for?
1: To protect
2: the adults?
1: Exactly. It seems so simple, Red. Well,
0: let's do this, though. Let's do this. We remember what we said. There, there's two things going on here. My little note here. Remember, we didn't want positive people returning to the nursing homes, right? Remember? Yeah. Okay. So step one in this investigation. Did this nursing home sign up, right? Recently to have COVID, a COVID-dedicated ward in which they would be rewarded monetarily for having it. Do they? I, I tried to look it up this morning. I can't tell. I asked for a list. You'll remember a yeah. couple weeks ago, I didn't get one. So number two, if they did not sign up, they can't handle it, which would be legitimate, I say. Um, then what was the protocol to deal with these population? Yeah, Like the nursing home fines, why don't we just go dump them on the hospital? to which we're all being thrown into a panic that the hospitals are overflowing.
1: People don't want to go to a hospital right now.
0: And the most vulnerable population, the ones that are dying, are being thrown into an emergency room where you're going. And is this, was this the plan? Are we actually looking at the plan? Did not, did not, Lacido, the legislature, in a bipartisan manner, pass such a bill... (laughs) Asking for dedicated facilities that the governor vetoed. Yeah. Now, we're spending billions. I know I know, restaurateurs that would pay a 10% COVID tax on their income to be allowed to stay open to protect the vulnerable.
1: Yeah, have that money go straight there. Uh, maybe, maybe I'm Pollyannish. I'm just surprised that a, a long-term care facility would make a decision not... That is in the best interest of the patient.
0: Say it again. So well, I- you,
1: you would think that they would make a decision that would be in the best interest of the patient. Like, in other words, if the hospital's done with them, you would bring them back for your to be under your care.
0: Huh? That's but,
1: interesting. But it's really never about the patient, is it? Because because it's
0: never
2: been.
1: No, unfortunately. So I, I mean, I'm sure. Where do
2: the people go after that? I mean, they can't stay in the hospital. For the, the hospitals. Days. The
1: hospitals looking for placement. Do you want to go pick them up, Brad? Take them home?
2: I'm gonna, I mean, hey, they asymptomatic, I guess. Uh,
0: well, here, let me. I, I looked up this I nursing home. This nursing, this nursing home's notorious, okay? 30% of short-stay residents uh, who were re- re-hospitalized after being in this home was 30%. The national average is 20%. percent Rehospitalized? Yeah. They went back. Oh, boy. Okay. Right. Okay. The percentage of these short term residents, right, who've had an outpatient emergency visit while being there is 14%. The national average is 10%. These
1: are COVID related ones or just all?
0: Of all. Oh, this, okay. The, right? This, this was before COVID. This was. Oh, pre COVID. Right. Okay. I'm sorry. The percentage of these residents who got antipsychotic medicine for the first time in their lives what? was 9%. And the national average is 1.8%. Doping them up. Wow. Yep. Now, I'm talking to my folks. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna
1: I'm gonna move into an old folks home then. I,
0: I I I hope this works out. I am going to be in those nursing homes next week.
4: What are you doing, Daryl? I,
0: I I can't reveal it, so we can't be found out. But <laughs> here's what I'm told. But you all know we've had people on, mm-hmm. copious right. people. Since you're you you can not go see your loved one, imagine a guy making eleven bucks an hour in a for-profit. Nursing home because that's what's happened. Cut the care, cut the margin, feed the stockholder. Mark Blythe told you. This is the facts. Yeah. We all know this now. Where was I going here? Uh next week. Uh ne- you can't people can't go not, in there. Oh, so here's what they told. Think of the night shift guy making 11 bucks an hour. Yes. Don't got his PPE as the AARP is telling us there's no PPE and not enough staff. The staff's just locking grandpa in the room. He ain't going in there and grandpa's in a shitty diaper and I've got photographs. I've got, you (sighs) know, people telling me directors, these places, the bed sores, the rotting flesh. What the fuck is going on? This is are facts. And if you don't believe me, I'm going in. And my daughter gave me permission because she's frightened as hell. Good. Because somebody's got to. Because I'm with you and I, COVID is real, man. Mm-hmm. Right, Red? Right, All Karen? Day long. Right? It's real, man. Those hospitals are getting full. We don't have a targeted response. I am
2: shocked.
1: It sounds like we didn't have any kind of response before COVID.
2: And- right. And for the Adult Protective Service, can't go where the most adults need protecting and they gotta wait on the feds. What's getting done? I mean, basically they just caught thrown to the wayside. I waiting meant- for somebody collect- to get around to
4: them. And collecting money and, yeah. and, and and pushing pushing people through like it is an assembly line.
0: Right. Remember again, sixty two percent of all the deaths, it's like the crime numbers we do. We're tracking murder and shootings. I don't care about B&E. That's not the measure. The measure of COVID are, are the deaths. Where are they? They're at least 62%. Not even all these facilities are reporting as they're required to. The nursing homes in Detroit, the Detroit Health Department gives you one number, and the state gives you another number for the same facility. Let me tell you why it's important again. It's your economic well-being. It's the mental well-being of your child who's locked at home. We shit the bed. I am upset about it. If we have all the bureaucrats and the media outreach people for the department of licensing, we, we don't need you working that. Why don't you take on 10, 10 adults and keep track of them? Something.
1: Yeah. I would think that would be severely underfunded as well.
0: <laughs> you think? It's just bullshit. I'm it's not buying it. No. I'm not buying it. Oh. Oh. And, and the jails. Oh, yeah. Sheriff Benny Napoleon is on a ventilator. Wayne County Sheriff Benny, you, you remember how much in the first wave I was covering the county jail. Yeah. It's the sheriff now. And I wish you good luck, sir, and a Merry Christmas. I do. Godspeed. I told you. Now they're holding press conferences yesterday. Look at all we did. You, you,
1: I know. Give it's, me numbers. Yeah. And um, then the Macomb County Jail has a pretty big outbreak as well. Yes. And that, would- that and that's just regarding the inmates, not the correction officers. That- gotta-
4: well, you, you got to remember Wayne County is, you know, they, they've been impacted. They've lost, you know, uh, a deputy, uh, Donna Faye. I mean, so they've been negatively impacted over time. It's 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 a hot spot. I mean, there. I guess it's a culmination of wherever there's a large group of people. But between there, the jails and the nursing homes, there's something that, you know, Charlie's been talking about. Since the outbreak, those are both—they both continue to be hotspots. Fix the shit.
0: Speaking of which, hey, second. we sold all of them out. Remember the fix the shit T-shirts, right there. There's I don't Mark. Have one. I still don't what? have. A shirt. You don't, well, Karen, because you no. won't wear it. Maybe. So guess what That's we? D- no, guess what we did. <laughs> guess what we're Gosh. doing. Mark, put it up on the on the monitor. Karen, since we sold out, we got new Ow. ones. We what got does fix. say? We got fix the shit. Uh-huh. We've got fix it. So okay. You might not want to be wearing shit out.
4: And then we've got fix the sh asterisk. Fix the sh. Yeah. See? I, I curse every now and then. I need a real one that says everything. You want the bad one. <laughs> you <want> the bad <laughs> one. I want to rogue out here and put the S-H-I-T on my, on my chest.
1: Well, I want to see <laughs> I it.
4: I, see exactly.
2: it I believe it when I see it, Exactly. I believe
4: it when I see it.
1: The challenge has okay. been proposed.
0: Here's the challenge. Go ahead and spell it, Karen. Just just spell S-H-I-T. it.
4: S-H-I-T.
0: And what's that say?
4: You know what it says, <laughs>
2: <laughs> But yet she wants a shirt that says it.
4: You can't even say the word.
1: That's why she wants a shirt, so she doesn't yeah. have to say I,
4: it. Yeah. Then, I, then I can just say, hey, what is this? Mm. I just <laughs> point to it. Oh,
0: wow. But, but she feels it. Yeah. So you go Feel to the, the DrewAndMikeStore.com and... Mike Every nickel that goes over cost goes to help young people of our choice, like Jordan, Jordan. Ruffin. Yeah, right.
1: Yep. Any, any feedback on Jordan? Is he how's uh, he enjoying that Lincoln? Dude, we went we went work? driving. Yeah. We
0: went on, you know, went on the because he's getting ready for his driving <laughs> test. Yeah, went on the freeway for the first oh, time. Oh no, he did a pretty good job. Right here? Did he go on the freeway? I here? took him on the worst stretch of August. freeway in, in Michigan. Yeah. The 94. <laughs>
2: That's what I'm about to say. East. Yeah. All the way on the east side. That's yeah, all man. The that. <laughs> to the night. Gotta,
4: I got to say this, and I want Charlie to stay out of this conversation. <laughs> yes. I know people here and talk about what Charlie does. Charlie does 200% more than what he shares. I called Jordan. He didn't answer. He called me back. He says... I'm out with Uncle Charlie. I said, <laughs> What the hell is Uncle Charlie? He said, Charlie is, I mean, Charlie is doing this stuff not just once, not just twice, when he he's committed to Jordan and it shows. So, Charlie, my hat and my heart off to you for really being sincere in, in your support and undertaking Jordan. And, Seriously. And, and, that and that, e- that that means a lot. And equally to you, because he's
0: it's got a speakerphone. I'm a little bit away because I don't want to listen to his calls, you know. What I mean, and I'm like. Oh, he's got some hot older chick on the phone. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, dude, who is that? And it's, it's Aunt Karen! It's older. Aunt Karen! He <laughs> called you a
2: cougar, Dan! I cougar
0: Dan. Dan. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Thanks. We made a commitment to make sure that, you know, sometimes, you know, pe- people always think they can give somebody $5 or $10 or whatever and that it makes a difference. When you really want to make a difference in somebody's life, yeah, if you are able to share resources, you do that, but you also have to spend time. You've got to listen to them. You've got to be there for them. That's how you make a difference. And that's why everybody can do something to make a difference. You don't have to have money. You don't have to be able to, but you got to care enough to be there for that person. And Jordan is an amazing young man. I'm thankful that Charlie introduced me to him and I'm there for him as much as I can possibly be. Amen. All right.
2: There you go. I just hope we don't have to take up a donation to get him any psychological help after hanging with Uncle Charlie.
0: That's another story. <laughs> now, you can be part of the movement, have a cool t-shirt, it goes to help a kid, let's all be one. We don't even have to agree on everything. Just agree on, we're all a family. Maybe you don't talk to the family. Fix the shit. Drew Drewandmikestore.com Now I would like to move on to Help me with the segue here, Mark. Sure. Go on. What are we doing now?
1: I believe we're going to talk because I'm still dying to hear about the conversation you had with um, the star of the week, Melissa Carone, Uh who was the star witness for Rudy Giuliani. I think most people have seen uh, the clip. It's been everywhere on social media. The drunk
2: star witness. She had a half a pint before she went out Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold
0: on, dude. Hold on, dude. You go like this. You... You're making a joke. You let that be known. This is the no bullshit news. Yes. You don't know that. You say seem like or like you're funny like. Right. But, you know, that just for real. Like, I I don't know.
2: I don't know. Fucking true. I don't know. But she definitely looked like she had a half a pint.
0: (laughs) Okay. See, like, we're being fair. I I don't know that. I, I don't think so. Not by my reaction with her. My interaction. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So basically this all has to do with was a uh, mass fraud going on at TCF slash Kobo hall. I will call it Kobo hall. Okay. So how do we want to do this? Well, before we do that, let me just tell you this segment is brought to you. No, you know what? Barry Ellen tuck at ADR. Yeah. I'm going to save you as a sponsor for the person of the year. Oh, beautiful. So stay tuned to hear from ADR consultants, honest, ethical, smart. How do you want to do this, Mark? You want to you want me to re- read the text first? You well, want let's to- play the
1: clips. I think yeah. it'll add yeah. a little color, a little character to it.
0: So what we have here is she's given testimony of what she saw that night at Kobo Hall. Her job was to watch the machines that tabulated the ballots. Mm-hmm. That's all she did. She's there to watch the machines. When she says poll book, she means this. A poll book is the book with your name in it. And when you check in to vote, your name gets checked, your ballot gets checked, and your envelope gets checked. Okay? That's what a poll book is. It's basically a list of voters. Okay? Is that about all we need? Perfect. Yep. Here's the first
6: one. The poll poll book is completely off. Completely off. Off by 30,000? I'd say that poll book is off by over 100,000. That poll book.
0: What this means is, okay, the poll book. 100,000 voters showed up. There should be 100,000 votes. Mm-hmm. Okay? We now know there was 167,000 votes. Yeah. So by what she's saying is there were only 67,000 voters. There's 100,000 fraudulent votes.
1: Which earlier she had testified there to there being 30,000.
0: 30,000 fraudulent votes, which she'll explain how she saw that.
6: Mm-hmm. Go. Why don't you look at the registered voters on there? How many registered voters are on there? Did you do you even know the answer to that? No, I guess it's. I'm trying to get to the bottom zero. of this here. Zero. There's zero. What?
7: So my question.
1: Zero. Wait, wait. Pause. Zero. How
7: regist- can there
0: be zero registered voters? So nobody was Th- registered. Then there will be no votes. There's. You get what I'm saying?
2: Zero. Okay.
0: <laughs> I, look. Listen. I'm going to say this here. This, folks. I'm getting the people that like the work I do, like you like I do with Whitmer, but you don't like what I did at Kobo. I'm the only nonpartisan observer. These are all Republican observers. Mm -hmm. Most of the people that were there that testified before and after her, I found to be legitimate. And I can explain, I think, what they saw. But they'd never been to an election. We'll go back to her. But the point is, I actually touched it. I walked around. I talked to I was allowed to talk to the poll workers right mm-hmm. so I don't know about Dominion software I don't know about Philadelphia I don't know any of that I was the guy that was there for you to watch it like a hawk to touch it to understand each and every nuance I'm not making shit up
1: so that point, there was one guy you were telling me who testified that he saw a worker go and grab a bunch of blank ballots. Yes. Do you want to explain that one?
0: Because the, the
1: implication was they grabbed a bunch of blank ballots to fill them out and then run them
0: through. Legitimate guy. I, I found him yes. to be legitimate yes. guy. He, he right? believed
1: what he saw, and I think what he saw was, was true. Blank but,
0: blank ballots. He said but the purpose of he it. said the poll workers, he used the word steal, were up there stealing. Them, right? Dealing? Stealing. And we take them back to the table mm-hmm. and fill them out. You didn't testify to see anybody filling them out, but we stole them. I went and got some blank ballots. You know what the blank ballots are for? When you mail yours in, if you spill coffee on it or you tore it by accident, we have to refill out your ballot onto a new ballot with three witnesses and a supervisor, and we have to sign our names, okay? So your vote can be counted. So you go up to get these, and you put them next. They sat right next to me, right next to me. Now, could that process be improved? Sure. Should a supervisor pass them out? Should you raise your hand and say we need one? Yes. Were they afraid it would slow down the process? Of course. Yes. Yeah. So in the end, when one of the legislatures asked it, asked him how many times did you see that, said about two, three dozen times. That's 24 or 36 votes. It should be fixed. He's correct. We didn't steal them. And when I said I saw no appreciable fraud, I will not vouch. For everybody that went and got a blank ballot, I'm just saying. Okay, but go ahead. Is if the guess how
6: many? Wait, what about what about how what what about the turnout rate? 120 percent.
0: Let's
1: let's let Representative Uh,
3: Johnson ask. Of zero.
1: (laughs) So the poll book number. There's two things that could happen here. Either the poll book number, if ballots were called multiple multiple times, there's two options. Option number one is that the poll book numbers are not going to match.
0: The, voter, the total voter yes. numbers won't match the votes. Not by
1: thousands and thousands of votes. That's not what we see right now. You that, take, a take a look again. Take a look again. Option number two is <laughs> that, <a> <laughs> that they essentially were, were filling Red in the people who didn't vote.
6: That, Dead that, people too?
1: So is that Let's I guess, let is that Representative your Johnson ask his question, and then when I he's done. I thought that was his answer. Okay. Well, I guess that, that's uh, well, my, my question here is why we're not seeing the poll book off by 30,000 votes. That, that's not the what case. What did you guys
6: do? Take it and uh, do something crazy to it? <laughs> <Jeez>.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying the numbers are not off by 30,000 votes. So I know what I saying saw. saying that they're filling in? I know hearings? what I
6: saw, and I signed something saying that if I'm wrong, I can go to prison. Okay. Did you?
7: Okay. We're, I think,
0: I, I'm just trying I to th- ask you a let you me, legitimate, uh, legitimate uh, question here. Rudy's yeah. telling yeah. her to calm down. <laughs>
1: Jeez. Now, there is another uh, clip of her, which I think you can explain. Um, As to what her complaint is with this one, and this is about uh, running ballots over and over back through the machine.
0: Okay, if this were to happen, it would show up in the tabulations being off, and we know they were. Do we know to what extent that they're off?
6: They were off.
0: Right. Yeah, we know that.
6: So why are you asking? What are you asking me? I'm
0: I'm 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 trying to ask you um, if if someone were to go ahead. If someone were to go and run the same ballot Mm -hmm. over and over and over again, that would that would end up showing up as a massive discrepancy, right? Did and Did I we've, say and we've somebody
6: took a ballot and ran it over and over and over again? You Just did, one ballot uh, or a batch of 50? It,
4: either way. I mean, the batch right. of 50 is going to be even more. If you take one
6: and you run it over and over and over again, yeah, people are going to notice that that one has been um, ran over and over. I had numerous right. challengers come up to me and say, what's going on here? One guy got thrown out because he right. took a picture of me.
0: I'm sure. I'm just wondering why the numbers right. at the end of the day aren't matching up with the stories that we're hearing. I'm trying to square that circle. And your, I know there's going to be an investigation is, of as all good of these as everybody allegations. else is in
6: here. Yeah, there's why going to be an investigation. It, of all why isn't this, it matching up? We're going to look up. into all it's these things. It's not details. matching up. Everything Ma'am. that happened at that TCF center was fraud. Every Ma'am. single Ma'am. thing. Every avenue was Excuse taken me. to commit it. Please
5: appreciate your passion
0: and and but the
1: so why would a ballot be run over and over and over again?
6: Well,
0: uh, again, uh there were others who I deemed to be credible giving testimony we said they saw it. So, here would be a thing. You run the ballot through and it gets stuck, right? Mm-hmm. You start it over. You took all the ballots and you ran them through again. Okay, so they're getting they're getting counted twice. She said it happened 10 times on on a batch of 50. Yeah. Okay. She said she saw 30,000 times. That means in the end you would have 130,000 voters and 160,000 votes. Okay. So what do we know? Remember Bill Hartman, the Wayne yes. County canvasser, yeah. who the Republican who didn't want to certify. Then he voted certified. Then he's he having to a much events?
1: better week this week. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I talked to him at length. Nice guy. Nice guy. Mm-hmm. Honest guy. And, mm-hmm. and, and wants shit fixed, he said this, I said, Bill, which of the precincts were most out of whack? Did you see any that were 2000, 10,000? He said, no, we had one that was 600. I said, oh, that could very well be the one where they were refeeding it incorrectly. Okay. Right? One dummy on one of the machines, not trained properly, did it. I said, what'd you do, Bill? He goes, we took the ballots and we tabulated them again. Right? As that's they're what they, supposed to. That's what the canvassers do. Yeah. They double check. It came back more or less within one or two, 600 less. It lined up.
1: So it's off, but that's uh, human, human error.
0: I said, do you remember any uh, uh, others that large? He said, no.
1: So so that part of the system seems to work, the canvassing.
0: Yes. 30,000. No, it's no. No. You might think you saw that. I don't know, Red. Like you said, you know, I don't know what's up with you. I the- know when I go vote, I have me
2: a drink because that's a tradition. Maybe she's. Practices the same tradition when she canvasses <laughs> right. or oversights the election. I'm sorry, she sounds like she's on a constant binge to me. So you had a
1: conversation, a back and forth with her?
0: Yeah, uh, on November 14th, she reached out to me out of the blue. I assume it's her.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, why, why would anybody her be
4: demeanor like Charlie? I mean, clearly her demeanor there is one of slight intoxication.
0: Guys, it was- stop it!
4: There.
0: Yeah, just stop it, guys. Stop that. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to go there. I, she got a voice that sounds like clattering cutlery, mm-hmm. right? Her shit doesn't make any sense. I don't care if she's drinking. I don't know if she's
4: drinking. There, Charlie, but I'm saying that if, in fact, a person is, is not coherent, then that, to me, compromises their argument. Well, that may be true. It wasn't coherent as far as I'm concerned. Well, that was my point for asking her demeanor and her response to you. Did her demeanor in, with her engagement with you appear to be uh, more or equally as coherent as her presentation?
0: As I was saying, Karen, this is a, this is a Twitter back and forth on messages. Okay. Oh, okay. But you take from what you want. So this, she wrote this to me November 14th, about three weeks ago. Because I'm up mm-hmm. on this program going, I didn't see any of that.
1: Yeah, 10 days after the election, yeah. And she's
0: saying food trucks pulled up. Now in her testimony, she didn't see any ballots coming off a food truck. So why we talk about a food truck? Hmm. Here, ready? Yes. Heard to me. You're a piece of shit. Oh. No BS news, more like full of shit news. I saw the vans pull up, uh... On the day shift and one on the night shift. Did you not hear the announcement? We ran out of food. We will get it here as soon as possible. Two hours later, a van pulls up that would never be able to hold enough food for two-thirds of the workers. If it did, where was the food? I'll tell you one thing. I had more than enough on my 24-hour shift, though. That's coffee and enough challengers coming up to me asking, why are these counters running these ballots through the tabulators four or five times? In fact, one got kicked out on night shift for questioning me so much. then getting so aggravated with my manager in the city for allowing this to occur that I walked away from him and he He took took numerous photos of me. (laughs) I was told that he had taken pictures of me, went to the police in the front where the media was and they escorted him out. You are a complete joke. Do not call me out on your BS news channel when you have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. You were opening mail ballots at a table. You were not watching the tabulators or even close to them. So cut the BS Wow. to which I wrote back. You're a nut.
1: <laughs> How did that go over honey? To which she wrote oh, yeah.
0: back, she sent me a video of Giuliani okay. talking about her testimony, and he's got a Trump tan. Yeah. He got a flaming orange yeah, Trump right, tan. Yeah, was, right around the face. Yeah, it was weird. So Is then she writes me? this. Well, does
1: that prove a video of him? Yeah. I mean, he wasn't at the TCF Center either.
0: I, I, I don't even know if it pulls up here. You got to see the, the, the color of this guy.
1: He's been having a little trouble. Look, look at the uh, co- Look, look coloration of a lot of parts of his body look, look. oh <laughs> you know it's funny he's <laughs> orange as hell let me see this i gotta orange, tell you though it show up? Uh, yeah, a little bit i think that's the best he's looked lately to tell you the
2: truth look at that
4: oh my god
2: yeah look uh, yeah what, what's funny to me is he actually believes we believe his hair is black
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, so miss carone Writes back. No, you're a nut and you are easily discredited. You have a long reputation of lying and you really need to change your channel to full of shit news.
1: Whoa. Oh, okay.
0: That's it. Okay. I'm like, okay, leave me alone. I think the world has made its judgment. I just, where's,
1: I don't know. Again, I, you want to say, where's the evidence? But they keep saying here that I mean, she her, her story aside from the food truck was pretty consistent to what she testified to.
2: I just want to say this. Yeah. Somebody need to tell her that ponytail make her look like a My Little Pony. I don't know. Was that supposed? Oh, to be. I, yeah, was that Pony thing a ponytail. What the it? hell is that? What's where, the name of the chick with the long hair, that? hair, man? Reputa. Oh, uh,
0: Rapunzel. Rapunzel. Oh, Rapunzel. Rapunzel. Yeah. Rapunzel. Oh. That's
2: where she's <laughs> a
0: Well, there's that. So, look. Long story short, here. People saw things. There are explanations for them. Had you gone through everything, look. I've been kicking their ass. Janice Winfrey, the city clerk, Mm -hmm. dug in on the the recount. A number of years ago, I found a dozen people 113 years older. That's why I did it. Again, I'm doing it for you. I'm not covering for them. I don't know if the mayor had an ether cable Tapped into Cobo Hall, dragged all the way across to City Hall in his office, where he had a tabulating machine, and he was running bogus ballots through. I suppose it's possible. <laughs> Give me some evidence, and I will chew his kneecaps off. Look, uh, just I'm just telling you. What did I say in the beginning? No, 138,000 ballots did not come in at four in the morning, and nobody's saying that now. End the story. Full stop. Fact. Fact.
1: Mm-hmm. I I don't think they could pull off a mass fraud even if they tried.
0: (laughs) Remember something, man. Everything's digitized. I don't think they're capable. Everything's digitized. The number follows you. It's like a driver's license. You can have an expired driver's license, right? Mm -hmm. But when a cop pulls you over, he's putting it in the computer and it's not there. This thing is invalid. That's exactly how your vote went through the process. I know I was there.
1: Thank you. Okay. Okay.
4: Did you have to be tested? Uh, because uh, Karen Lee made a comment about um, having that some of the poll workers had to be tested before they could go to the TCF center was testing. And I'm just asking us a random question, but did you have to be tested to be down in the you, TCF center? To count well, you, you had to have a COVID test. Absolutely. COVID COVID yeah. Oh, yes,
0: you did. And, okay. and you had to be cleared and okay. you had to go through training. So the next day on the Wednesday, when you saw everybody trying to get in, you're not cleared to be in there. There's a process. Did you bring your COVID papers? Do you have a credential? It's not like a hundred angry people get to get in there and be surrounding me. You understand?
1: Yeah. And before we totally let it go, canvassers are trained, correct?
0: Not for the vote. Look, both canvassers, for B- what they do. Bill Hartman and Monica Palmer, right, mm-hmm. the Republicans, had never been, had never been to one, never been to, to the absentee ballot count.
1: Okay, so they don't have training for that, but they have training for canvassing. canvassing what yes. about poll watchers or what you know, whatever Melissa said she did. I mean, Melissa's not of-
0: a poll watcher. She worked for Dominion. Oh, that's right. To make sure the tabulators okay. when they got stuck would work. Okay. Poll I'll, watchers? Assume. I don't know. Okay. See, I don't. I don't say I don't know. That's fair. But there were plenty of Republicans, and I'll tell you another thing. Yeah, they were hostile. It's true. The the Detroit City Clerks people were hostile to me, more hostile than to them put me oh yeah because i'm the reporter and they know it yeah and one of the guys in charge i had done an unflattering story about him on (laughs) fox too and he fucking didn't like me and he'd come up and be like oh uh, he lies on detroit you know that ladies He's a lie on detroit and i just put my head down
1: he's still carrying that grudge and
0: every republican there that knows that he approached me i was willing to talk to you so i yes that's true okay now one more Trump got more votes this time than he did last time in Detroit. Mm-hmm. He got a higher percent, a higher percentage, right? Yes. Biden got a lesser percentage yes. than Hillary. So, Trump picked up stuff in Wayne County. He lost in Oakland County. That's where he lost votes. Where were you all? Were you were you in Pontiac? Did you go to Birmingham? Why Detroit? Just Detroit.
1: Easy to pick on.
0: That's not where the votes got lost. So, if you're looking for the fraud, I would have gone to Oakland County, but that's just me. See, I do the work. Yeah. My friends, if there was, uh, look, I audit the process. There's a lot of problems. The software sucked. It did, right? Mm, Yeah. Everything's old. The supervisor, by the end of the night, I was running the table. You know, we (laughs) miscounted, and the supervisor goes, just just take two and put it in.
1: Yeah. It's still going to be off two
0: because I forgot to scan the envelope.
1: Yes. I remember that,
0: and I wanted to stop. <laughs> she didn't want me to stop. Therefore, it's going to be off, and everybody's going to be saying fraud.
1: But we
4: talked earlier, Charlie, and said while there would not necessarily there there, 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 were, there was very little room for de- deliberate and intentional fraud. I think everybody from the beginning has admitted that there are imperfections in the process that would allow for inaccuracies. Am yes. I still correct there? Final word on this.
0: Monica Palmer, the chairwoman of the Board of Canvassers for Wayne County, testified at these hearings that when it was all said and done, the total vote in balance, whether there was too many votes or too many voters, all totaled, all totaled, it was off by 400 votes. Wow. 400. That's the Republican. I agree with her. I agree with people. We got to perfect this because this is the way we're doing it now. And I'm the one... You're the one, this program, read, we found dead voters. It was true. We don't give them a break. We held Benson's feet to the fire. Why are there 500,000 people not eligible on the rolls? Why did the woman that lived in my home 23 years ago keep getting solicitation in my house? You guys remember, we are for you. That's what I saw. And I'm I'm not, the, the only one whacked out one was... Oh, Melissa here, in terms of credibility, in my estimation. Yeah. The other people, I get it, and and we could sit down and and discuss it. And they're right. It should be fixed. And conservative people, if you want this shit to be real, for real, voter ID, then we need a national ID card. Are you willing to do a national ID card? Do you want not illegal labor, undocumented immigrants working here? Then we should put biometrics in the card. (laughs) Do you want to give biometrics to the federal government? No, these these are the solutions. So we have to ask ourselves, is this good enough? How far you want to go with it? It's a great question.
4: I think we're headed that way, actually, with this vaccine, to be honest. But that's another topic.
2: I'm not taking no vaccine. I'm going to do it like the video games. I'm going to wait on everybody else's video game to blow up. (laughs) And then I'm going to go get my vaccine because I know it'll be safe. All right. (laughs) <laughs> that's
0: great red so let's see red says today i ain't getting no vaccine and hey kids sell
2: dope <laughs> <laughs> now, that was adults, damn it i didn't tell no kids to do that
1: <laughs> yeah not kids just adults they, oh, by the way i think
2: it-
4: they pills any damn way I, <laughs> they, they ain't telling them nothing they ain't doing like what kind, Red? I'm just asking out of curiosity. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't care. I don't laugh. I don't smoke weed. I'm not asking a for a friend.
5: <laughs>
0: for all those who can't see, Red, he's reporting live from his apartment, which is a that, Chevy Cabriolet,
2: a wheel, I believe, called a mobile home,
0: You know, Red used to live in Birmingham. Yeah. Yeah, and then the cops yeah. made him move his car. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, look at them!
2: Oh. I'm about to move up to Richmond. While you're talking, I'm going to move in Bloomfield Hill. <laughs>
5: While you're talking,
2: it's a nice, empty house with a long driveway. Looks pretty nice. <laughs> okay, look. Uh, before we get out of here, I
0: want to I, I want to give you uh, the No Bullshit News Hours Person of the Year. Before we do, I want to let you know this is brought to you by ADR Consultants. Right? If you're a construction outfit, and you're not sure what's going on. What the protocols are, ADR, right? How do you navigate the bureaucracy? How do you navigate thin receipts? Have them do it. You have ADR. How do you grow your company? How to keep the government out of your pockets? Have them do it. You call ADR, consultants uh, and experts in procurement, government compliance, information technology, and property management. Yes, Habitat for Humanity is a client. Wow. Right? Uh, Hamtramck's a client. You can be a client too. No jobs too big, no jobs too small. Get it done right on time on budget. Barry Ellen Tuck over at ADR Consultants 248-318-9424. And don't forget prop ends going through. So, all you demolition companies, if you want somebody who knows, knows the lay of the land, ADR for your company municipality or law enforcement agency. Now, this was in the news. Time magazine is asking you, ladies and gentlemen, to vote for person of the year. That's the person or groups of people who had the greatest influence on the events of the year, for better or worse. Should it be Donald J. Trump? He was everywhere, Mm -hmm. on trial for high crimes and misdemeanors, tucked away at Walter Reed, battling COVID, in the White House bunker, calling the American election a fraud. Remember, you might love him, but you don't have to be likable to be Times Person of the Year. For instance, past winners are Adolf Hitler, the Ayatollah Khomeini, Joseph Stalin and Richard Nixon won the award twice. Wow. Yeah. Did you know that?
1: I did not know they won I was it twice. Not gonna,
0: I was not going to put that in. No. But I was like, hey, Fun man, little piece of trivia. Very, yeah, it's very yeah. interesting. Other nominees this year nominees include.
4: got to be accurate, Charles.
0: Other nominees include, uh, in this year's uh, list, Dr. Anthony Fauci, Kamala Harris, Cardi B, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, Ugh. Governors Gretchen Whitmer, and Andrew Cuomo. But all of these choices missed the mark. They don't capture the time, and frankly, their contributions are less than remarkable. To me, and we at the No Bullshit News Hour, the people of the year are you, the essential workers, those who did the job and continue to do so with great exposure to yourselves and your families. I vote for people like Taylor the emergency room nurse who worked 24-hour shifts at the height of the pandemic as the sick flooded in and the body stacked up and the personal protection equipment ran dry. She continued to work. She never complained, though sometimes she wept. I vote for Dave, the garbage man, who in those initial frightening months had no equipment to protect himself except for a thin pair of plastic restaurant gloves that were torn and tattered. Dave has kids, but Dave kept coming. Never mind COVID. Without guys like Dave, we'd drown in a sea of pestilence and disease. I vote for the deputies and the doctors at places like the Wayne County Jail, where disease ran wild and officers were forced into double ships. The disease killed the commander of the maximum security, the jail's two chief doctors, a ranking corporal, And now, as you heard, Sheriff Benny Napoleon has been placed on a ventilator. I wish him well. We all here do. He is a person of the year. I vote for people like Amanda, the dental hygienist, who took it upon herself and from her own pocket to hunt down personal protection equipment for people like Taylor and Dave and the deputies. Why? Because that's what unseen heroes do. There's Mike, the beat cop, Tony, the paramedic, Gail, who provides food and blankets to the homeless, Rita, the nursing home attendant who comforts the dying, Gabby, the ICU doctor who battles to stop it, Father Paul, who attends to their spirits, Mick, the corpse collector who takes them away. There's Dolores, the election night worker who made democracy go in the midst of a pandemic, the clerk at the pet food store who could have taken the fat unemployment check but decided to work. Brian, the nursing home porter, who was let go a week before a raise of benefits would kick in. This was his reward for being a working class hero through the pandemic's first three months. There's the school teachers, the sewer workers. I don't know if the editors can see you from their New York office towers dressed in their brown loafers. But I can see you. We can see you. The real people, the working people the people of 2020 I give it to you and I mean it amen now so many yes. stories I'm with you yes so agree. You, we are not lost because of you
1: they did a hell of a lot more than those other people you named I think so <laughs> without a doubt
0: somebody had to do it man you know really everything so, would have stopped cool so, stop so thank you yes. stay together any, 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 any thoughts on that, Karen, before we go?
4: And just, you know, Charlie, I agree. I mean, we need to stop upholding people who pretend to do something and be something that they aren't and look at the people closest to us that are making and bearing the most sacrifice and ultimately making the biggest difference. The people that we should be upholding and supporting are those closest to us doing the, the quote unquote dirty work um, and and carrying the burdens that others back away from. So I totally agree. Red. Hey, I totally agree without these people that's been out here
2: putting their lives online and risking their families in the process. They are the ones that's truly the heroes because they didn't kept going through the fire and they ain't stopped. So I totally agree. Mark.
1: I right, Second, third, all of it, man. I mean, what's the big story of the, the year? It's COVID and they kept working. I mean, imagine how everything would have just stopped completely. No truck drivers. You know, no grocery store workers.
0: And the stories uh, that,
1: again. There's a lot of people that can work from home, but there's a lot of people that can't and do and, and do it without bitching.
0: And there's a lot of stories to be told. We didn't get to hear a lot of them, which doesn't mean they weren't there. Remember one lung four tuck? Yeah. Wandering around, spreading COVID. He's You know, he's, he's on the lam. It was two deputies that went to the woman's house that was afraid of him, picked him up, yeah. and put him in a car with him.
1: They never complain, but how often do you hear people complain about the fact that they have to work on Zoom every day from their from their home?
0: That's a bitch, though.
4: Oh, I'm well, not saying it isn't a bitch. People are saying postal workers, yes. moms and moms and dads that are at home now, trying to help educate their kids oh. and navigate technology that they may not be familiar with. Tell me about so that. So just just in spite of the people that were mentioned, is not overlooking those who were not mentioned that are that that should be included in that group. Oh, not at all. Come on, you you guys are right. Uh, before we go, anybody else out there
0: want to? you know, on social media through Karen, want to tell us who else?
4: Yeah, they're saying poster workers, sure. you know, I mean, and we've said police officers. I mean, anybody. Firefighters. That, firefighters, EMTs, um, you know, people at grocery stores, yeah. people that are at, at your corner stores where a, a lot of people have to do their shopping, people that are Uber drivers uh, that are doing DoorDash that are delivering food for people that, so they don't have to come out. This list is very long. Uh, And we certainly don't overlook anybody who is doing what has to be done. We certainly appreciate that, recognize them, support them, and embrace them as our person of the year. So and there we go.
0: Look, all walks of life, all political persuasions, all races, when you look at it that way, we got more in common than not. Remember how we started the program. I'm not a divisive person, right? Mm -hmm. But there's something going wrong with the swells and the regular people, this isn't working, and it's like we don't have a voice. We get one stinking vote that gets challenged, <laughs> yeah. and it continues on. Now I haven't said that. Try to love one another, and I love this tune, Jay Giles. This is this is for uh, Melissa. Melissa, it's for you, babe. But well,
7: hold on, this song has a little introduction to it. It ain't supposed to be sad, though you might feel it that way It's a song about desperation Every now and then we do get desperate This is a song about L-O-V-E And if you abuse it, you're gonna lose it And if you lose it, you're gonna abuse it and if you abuse it, you ain't gonna be able to choose it Cause you ain't gonna have it further on down the line Things ain't gonna be so fine You're gonna be sitting there on your little machine Trying to look and keep it clean You're gonna be playing bingo all night all alone That's why you're sitting there by the telephone And you know that she ain't gonna call you So you put on the TV and you're watching Johnny Carson Segwaying right into the Tomorrow Show But that don't got to go So you turn it off, you turn on the radio The radio don't seem to get the click So you say, hey man, I can't look at the split You start to open up a little book And there's something there you got to overlook And you say, baby, you know there's something on my mind You say, baby, there's something on my mind I know that you're home And I know you ain't all alone So you start walking over to a house you get over to a house, you walk over to a dog, you start pounding on the dog. You say, Open up the door, bitch, this is Wolf of Goofy with the green teeth, and let me in. Well, she opens up the door, and then you just kind of walk up to her and say, Baby. You look up way up at a green mascara, and you say, Oh, my darling. You know, her and me was at the party as friends. Do not believe what they say. That's only got something to tell them to you down the wisecracker line. Yeah. You say, darling. Yeah. Take your big curls and just squeeze them down, retumba. Yeah. What's the name of that chick with the long hair? Rapunzel. That's your right. Hey, Rapunzel. Melissa. <laughs> hey, Raputa. Hey, Raputa. <laughs> Reputa the beauty, hey, reputed, the beauty, let me down your hair, let me climb up to the light of your love. Because this wolf of Goober saying to you, love comes once and when it comes you better to grab it fast. Because sometimes the love you grab ain't going to last and I believe I muster. You know, I think I muster. You know, baby, I think I muster. You know, I think I muster. I muster got it all. Like a long time to come. How can I be so blind, baby? Not to see you on the one. I let you slip on from me, baby. I let you walk on by. Must have got lost, must have got lost, must have got lost, somewhere down the line, must have got lost, must have got lost, give away the days you're mine, don't know why I let you leave me. Must have got lost, must have got lost, so somewhere down the line. Lost, must have got lost, must I got lost somewhere down the line.
6: Must I got lost, yeah, got lost, girl. Give away the day. Man. What did you guys do? Take it and uh do something crazy to it? Yeah.
7: I lost
6: somewhere down the land. If I'm wrong, I can but go to I prison. Lost-
7: Break it off in your ass. Oh, I got love, double cross. You're loving, give it to me on yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. that's some bullshit. It's a lot of bullshit going on down here.
7: God bless!
6: Do take it and uh, do something crazy to it